You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Forest and Birds Annual Bird of the Year competition, Te Manu Ronganui or Te Tau, is underway with 71 candidates vying to be this year's top bird. I spoke to Alan Rikers from Forest and Bird about why Bird of the Year is so important for raising awareness about Aotearoa's diverse bird species. Could you start off by telling our listeners about what Bird of the Year is? Sure. So Bird of the Year started off way back in 2005 as a fun little competition for members to vote in through our flagship magazine, um, the Forest and Bird magazine. And I guess with the sort of growth of social media and the competition moving online, it's sort of become this massive phenomenon. And it's really designed to raise awareness for all of New Zealand's amazing native bird species, 80% of which are threatened or at risk of extinction. So it's basically a chance to celebrate the awesome birds we have here and also have a conversation about you know, how they're doing and what we can do to help them. This year, Forest and Bird has identified 20 underbirds. Can you tell us about what these are and why Forest and Bird is encouraging people to support them this year? Sure. Typically, in, not only in bird of the year, but in sort of conservation in general, we tend to focus on the key birds, the, the kaka, the kia, the kakapo, the kiwi, those sort of well-known charismatic species. Um, but New Zealand has more than 200 native bird species, and there are 71 on our candidate list. And so we'd just really love voters to maybe meet a new bird that they hadn't uh, heard of before, because so many of them have, you know, great backstories, interesting lifestyles, or they're just really cute. The Underbirds is really a chance for New Zealanders to meet some of those birds that aren't doing so well in Bird of the Year and also are Underbirds in life because many of them are in serious trouble. You mentioned that Bird of the Year ultimately is for a great cause. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? 80% of New Zealand's birds are threatened or at risk of extinction and Forest and Bird is the voice for nature. So we have projects that are on the ground doing predator control to protect birds like the um, popokotea, the whitehead at Bushy Park Sanctuary in, in Whanganui and then we're also an advocacy group and so we're, we're trying to you know, secure climate action and better ocean management so that all of our wildlife, not just birds, but all of our wildlife can really thrive. Bird of the Year is, I guess, a, a chance to say, hey, we have these really awesome, cool bird species here. Some of them are really not doing so well, so what can we do to help? So it's really an awareness-raising thing. There's there's uh, no prize for the top bird except for bragging rights and glory. So it's shaping up to be a heated competition. So how can people vote and when is their deadline? Head to the Bird of the Year website, birdoftheyear.org.nz, and you can pick up to five birds as part of your vote. And then make sure you validate your vote. So we'll send a little code to your email so that we can make sure that you're not a robot or someone trying to cheat the system, as we've had in the past. The voting closes on Sunday the 30th of October at 5pm and we'll announce the winner on the morning of Monday the 31st of October. And to help you make your decision, I spoke to several of this year's campaign managers about why their bird should get your vote and why Bird of the Year is important to them. My name is um, Ariel Hasbaugh and I am a PhD student of the University of Auckland and I study seabirds and how they perceive um, 
plastic pollution and light pollution. And as in a collaboration with um, Bird Cow Aotearoa, we are campaigning for um, Cook's Petrols to be Bird of the Year in New Zealand. The TG and Cook's Petrols is, um, they are very small and little unique bird, mainly because um, between April to May, many um, young fledgling TT are grounded by light pollution. Um, over the years, we've seen a rise in numbers of seabirds and TT coming into bird care um, as a result of uh, landing on the ground from light pollution, being disorientated by them, colliding with infrastructure, um, colliding even with people's windows and being found on the curbside. And so these birds deserve recognition and awareness and should have your vote. My name's Sol. Um, I've been an avid voter of Bird of the Year for a few years now. Um, I also studied conservation in, at university. I just graduated last year. Um, and I think it's uh, an incredibly important thing for New Zealand to be heavily involved in conservation. And um, the best way to do that is to get um, people that don't know much about birds um, voting for them and, you know, uh, loving them, so Bird of the Year is a really good way of doing that. The way I see it, the moorhua is potentially the most relatable relatable bird. Um, it lives life how we want to live life. It hangs out in flocks, hangs out with piwakawaka or kakariki as well, it doesn't matter. Um, makes luxurious nests, um, just like how we like to decorate our homes, it does that too. And uh, it's highly reproductive as well, one of the most reproductive birds in New Zealand. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's sort of how we aspire to live our lives, I think. So I'm Jordan, and I uh, sort of got involved with Bird of the Year for the first time this year um, after actually seeing online that, you know, anyone can volunteer to be a campaign manager for, for Forest and Bird. Um, I love birds. I'm originally from the States, um, and when I moved to New Zealand, like, just really got into a bit of bird watching and, you know, all of the amazing manu that New Zealand has. Um so I thought it would be just such a fun way to kind of, I've really enjoyed the banter in previous years that I've seen. So I thought it would be a fun way to get involved um, and support a, perhaps a bird that is lesser known, um, one of the underbirds this year. I'm, I'm a big fan of the khaki. I think it's, it is one of the underbirds that it, uh, Forest and Bird are promoting this year. And, and I think really it's, it is, you know, an incredibly endangered bird. There's less than 170 of them remaining in the wild. Um, and almost no, um, chicks survive to adulthood in the wild so it's it's a bird that really needs our support um, there's programs like the cocky recovery program and the Isaac Conservation and Wildlife Trust that do some amazing work but um, despite it being such an endangered and such an incredible kind of native um, bird very few people have heard about it so I think I'm really uh, sort of just on a mission to kind of get that awareness um, it needs as much support as some of our other birds like the takahe or the kakapo that are like quite famous um so yeah i think i think it's a it's a great bird it's they're they're really quite interesting um creatures they live like in the mackenzie basin so they they don't migrate at all to the coast even when it drops below zero um they just kind of stick it out in the in the cold um even sometimes spotted standing around in the mornings um with their their ice on their wings waiting for the sun to melt it um so yeah they're just they're tough they're graceful, elegant, and, and I think they're a bird that really needs our support. Kia ora, I'm Melissa Boardman. I live in Wellington, and I am campaigning for Titi Ponamu Riflemen for Bird of the Year. They are our smallest bird, and I volunteer with them at Zealandia Eco Sanctuary. 
and know all about how great they are. So, yeah, I'm campaigning for them this year again. I think Titi Pranamu are the perfect bird. They are an ancient endemic species. They're found nowhere else. Um, they're absolutely tiny, and they are round, stumpy little birds. They have these stumpy little wings and an even stumpier tail. <laughs> and they look like little marshmallows, and they are just super energetic and never stop moving. Oh, I just I love bird of the year time. It, it gets the whole country buzzing about our native wildlife, and it's such a fun way to get people involved in nature-themed um, events and activities that they wouldn't usually be. So it kind of, for me, it just gets the whole country talking about nature and our wildlife, and it's just it's such a great platform. My name is Sharon Simpson, and I am the campaign manager for the South Island Kōkākō. The South Island Kōkākō is a really unique bird to be voting for. So Technically, it's extinct. Or put, no, sorry, that's not right. Technically, it's data deficient, which means that it might be extinct. What our campaign is trying to do is to raise awareness of the bird and to make sure that if people are out there and they're in the South Island and they see it, they know to report it. The reason I say it might be extinct is because we don't have any, we haven't had any official sightings since 1968, but it was last seen in 2007. Since then, we've had a charitable trust established to track sightings of the bird. We've had quite a few really good sightings, uh, good reportings of the bird, and we've also had recordings of sound of it. So essentially what we're trying to do is to find this bird before it's too late and bring it back. Birds are actually really important to us culturally. Like if you think about it, we identify ourselves as birds as Kiwis, of course, and we're just so used to having them around, but what we're not really aware of or not paying attention to is the dangers that they are facing. So they are facing predation. They're facing culture, not culture change, sorry, climate change. And they are really going down in numbers. I think that bird of the year is really connecting with people, really drawing on that cultural connection, but also really letting people see that the, the issues that they're facing and letting people get more involved with the birds. I'm based in the United Kingdom and I've been over here for a few years and I've, really really missed home and what I've really missed is the birds as ridiculous as that sounds and we had the lockdown in 2020 where we were here for months and months just locked down and it was cold and it was horrible and I managed to get COVID pretty early so I was quite sick so all in all it was just a really not good time for me but I was lying in bed one day and I was thinking if I were back home what would I be doing and I was thinking I would be working with the birds and in an ideal word I would be out for the birds and then I realized that even though I'm far away, I can actually do something for them. So I picked up a campaign and started running. Kia ora, my name is Francis, and I'm one of the campaign managers for the Karerea or the New Zealand Falcon for Bird of the Year this year. Why should people give their vote to the Karerea this year? I mean, it's a great question, uh, but I think the question really here is why not? Which I think there's actually no answer to that question. The Karerea is an exceptional bird. It's capable of flying at speeds of over 100 kilometres per hour and can catch prey larger than itself. I guess one of the things about bird conservation is that we kind of tend to go for birds that are cute and small because we think a vicious bird like the karere can defend itself but unfortunately the New Zealand falcon is no match for a shotgun. New Zealand falcons are still illegally shot by people and they're also no, no match for electrocution on power poles uh, which is a really sad part of the small number of falcons that we have in New Zealand. They also collide with rotating turbine blades which is really scary and 
and awful. And yes, these birds may may be vicious and quite incredible uh, as our only endemic bird of prey, but they can't stand up against a rotating turbine blade on our wind farms, um, and that is why they need our help for conservation. So not only is the kareareare an incredible bird of prey, but it's also really misunderstood and really needs conservation help. I live down here in Waitaha, Canterbury, um, and so I work for our regional council, um, kind of in the biodiversity scene. Um, and when I kind of started, um, Doc were doing a bit of monitoring on the bitten by going out and listening to the booms. Um, and as a little, like, nerdy 21-year-old, I was like, hells yes, let me in. Um, so I went out and did the, the, the bitten booming. So you just kind of stand there and listen um, for an hour or so. Um, and then I just kind of fell in love with this weird, um, socially awkward bird that no one knows anything about. Um, and then this year, I noticed that there was no um, kind of Instagram campaign. There's an amazing kind of Facebook campaign run by the Forest Bridge Trust, but I'm all about the memes. So I just um, started kind of campaigning for them. There's kind of the official answer, right, which is like so many of our birds are endangered in New Zealand and much like them, there's only an estimated 1,000 matuku left. Um, they're, they're threatened, they're nationally critical, and we just don't know enough about them. So we need to kind of shoot um, a bit of spotlight on them and so that we can start to um, create better monitoring systems and things like that and learn more about why and how we can restore their habitat. But I guess the unofficial answer is they're just a bit weird. Like that, we love an underdog, and um, who doesn't love a kind of two-and-a-half-foot-tall, thick, weird necked looking awkward bird? Um, they're just a bit weird, and I kind of love that. Tēnā koutou. Uh, my name's Dot Dalziel, and I work for Heringa Ānuku Aotearoa. Um, we're the New Zealand Outdoor Access Commission. We're the Crown's tiniest agency, and we are very proud to be um, supporters of Piwowo, the rock wren, uh, in this year's Bird of the Year competition. I'd say they're a bit like the black ferns. They're already at the top of their game and they just need Rugby NZ to get in behind them. Um, and so being the one true alpine bird native to Aotearoa, Piwowo, or the rock wren, need the recognition. Aldous Harding asks the question, what if birds aren't singing, they're screaming? I mean, by voting rock wren, you can help ensure that their voice is heard, whatever it is that they're on about. I think New Zealanders love to vote um, and I think that uh, Lord and others would, you know, really encourage more of us to vote more of the time. I think voting is really on people's minds, um, particularly at the moment. But, you know, to be fair, Bird of the Year has year on year pulled in more votes than uh, many other um, uh, kinds of uh, voting that uh, New Zealanders could get involved in. So I think it's the joy of it. I think it's the encouragement um, of all of the people who put hours and hours of work into rescuing, caring for, protecting the habitats of our native um, bird species. Um, not to mention the bats, of course, peka peka. Uh, yeah, so I think I think it really fires up people's imagination. Well, I'd just like to add that um, stoats and mice are literally eating piwowo out of house and home, and predator control is really important in the alpine areas they call home. Doc's got video footage of stoats with takeaways, as in live rock wren chicks. And in some areas, 100% of nests were emptied out, and they only hatch one brood a year, so it's truly devastating for this tiny uh, threatened creature. So just a shout-out for the beautiful underbird, the highest bird in our country. Um, and maybe you'd like to go and check out our rap video at Team Rock Wren.
that's our campaign's Facebook headquarter. This bird really is the big mozzarella. Kia ora, um, I'm Daniel, um, I'm from, uh, from, from Invercargill um, and I'm campaigning the Southern New Zealand Dotterel or Tuturi Fatu for Bird of the Year this year. Um, I've been uh, working or volunteering with these birds since I was about uh, 15 years old um, and it's been really sad to see them decline um, in the last few years and now they've sort of reached a low of only 144 uh, birds left um, and so, you know, time's running out to save them. Um, and I suppose I'm just trying to raise awareness um, for the southern uh, New Zealand dotterel just because it doesn't get uh, much media attention um, and just trying to help get it um, as much support. I'm sort of trying to speak to all the, um, all the conservationists out there, all the, all the people who love nature, you know, all the people who want to, um, want to make a difference, you know. Um, they have this opportunity by you know, voting Southern Dotterel for Bird of the Year to help uh, raise awareness for it and potentially um, save it from extinction. I feel like there's um, sort of an illusion out there in New Zealand that, you know, critically endangered birds, you know, they get to that, that status of critically endangered, but everything's going to be okay sort of thing, you know, that and the population's stable or something like that and that they get all the support they need. But that's really not the case um, here because these birds are still in decline. The population definitely isn't stable. And so um, in the last few years, it's just been dropping year after year and probably going to drop again after this, this summer. Um, and so just trying to raise awareness so that we can um, hopefully find some sort of corporate uh, sponsor to, to help in the conservation effort, just a bit like your kākāpō has uh, Meridian or your takahe has uh, Maida Ten or Fulton Hogan, um, something like that for these dotterels because um, the dock the Department of Conservation team uh, working with the Doddles, they do a fantastic job. And, uh, you know, Doc is so busy um, working to save so many endangered uh, species uh, in New Zealand, birds, bats, uh, skinks, um, plants. Um, you know, they need all the support um, they can get. So I feel like uh, raising awareness through this Bird of the Year competition is just a great way to, um, yeah, get these birds more support. A little bit of a description uh, about the of what a southern dotterel is. For those who don't know, it's sort of about a, a medium-sized uh, bird, probably uh, similar size to a tui. Um, they're found on the um, they breed on the mountaintops of Stewart Island, Rakiura. Um and I suppose in the summer they look like a bit of a like a tomato with with feathers. They get bright um, bright red, sort of orangey. Um, Feathers, um, and then in the winter time they have um, they have just sort of white, uh, creamy white white feathers. So they sort of change colour depending on when it's breeding season and when it's not. Um, and yeah, they've just got a lot of character. They're really friendly birds. Um, I was down south the other day, and uh, the birds just come came walking right up to me, probably within within a metre, um, just to say hi. You know, they were real friendly birds, uh, really inquisitive. Um, and yeah, it would be devastating to see these guys become extinct. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.